1: Family caregivers don't have to be alone in their experiences. You will hear from experts and other caregivers facing the same issues that you may be facing. Now, here is your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley.
3: Welcome to Episode 296 of Family Caregivers Unite. This is Dr. Gordon Atherley, your host. I'm a physician retired from medical practice. Our topic today is Holistic Health Insurance. Here's the background. For serious illnesses, conventional medicine is often essential, but sometimes it's insufficient and sometimes it's unsuccessful. Interest is growing in alternatives to conventional medicine, such as holistic health, alternative medicine and naturopathic medicine. Now, these alternatives blend modern scientific knowledge with traditional and natural forms of medicine. These alternatives are intended to stimulate the healing power of the body and to treat the underlying cause of the disease. These alternatives interpret symptoms of disease as warning signals, warning signals of problems in the functioning of the body, warning signals of unfavorable lifetime or lifestyle habits. But these alternatives are often criticised by conventional medicine, which is why our topic, holistic health insurance, is so interesting and so important. To discuss it, our guest is Carrie Gray. Carrie faced terminal cancer in her 20s. She explains, and she explained to me, that in defiance of the certain death forecast, For her, by two medical diagnoses, she got a second chance at life because alternative medicine saved her. Her her experience of the life-saving effectiveness of alternative treatments created her passion for her professional mission, which is to take this experience and become the voice of change. And she believes that with a life-saving empowering solution change for the better is soon to be the result And she also says that in 2014 which is where we are now as Obamacare forces some 47 million people into health insurance coverage her business green insurance, is now the voice for choice by providing innovative alternative medicine health insurance so welcome to the show Carrie
2: Thank you very much. I appreciate being here.
3: Great. Now, first question for you. Please tell us about your life up to the point that you were diagnosed with terminal cancer. Please tell us about that, Carrie.
2: Sure. Thank you. Well, um, you know, as a as a young woman, I had three beautiful children. Um, they were uh, very small um, because I was a young woman. And, uh, you know, I had a business. I was very busy, ambitious, uh, trying to make my mark in the world and trying to create a niche for myself and, in business and, um, you know, was was doing fairly well at that. Um, I did have a, a good-sized business with about 40 employees by that point in time. So, um, anyways, we were very busy and just going about life as people do with all the cares and And, you know, dealing with all the situations of life. And then um, one day I was watching Oprah Winfrey, and Oprah had uh, been shrinking before our very eyes at this point in time. And uh, then she did this unraveling or uh, revealing of herself, um, and I'm sure many of the listeners probably remember this. Uh, anyway, she um, threw off her jacket and there was a whole new Oprah and it was it was a phenomenon. And one of the things that she attributed to her success was a liquid fast diet. And so she encouraged uh, anyone interested in doing that to go to their medical doctor and get a physical. I had a few pounds to lose, so I thought, okay, I'll, I'll try this. And uh, so that is what actually started all this. I just basically went to the doctor thought I would get on this uh, Optifast plan, and uh, next thing I know, my whole life um, became unraveled.
3: Now, let's talk about, Carrie, please, your life after you were diagnosed with terminal cancer. So, in other words, you went to the doctor because of this diet change that you wanted to uh, to take on, um, went for your checkup, and then there was a diagnosis. Please tell us about the diagnosis and your life after it, or the diagnoses.
2: Curry? Yes, well, you know, the first indication that something very serious was wrong was when my doctor himself called me instead of his nurse, and I was very concerned. Um, I could tell his voice was very concerned also, and uh, when he gave me the bad news, um, <clears throat> I, he wanted me to come back for more testing, and I it did eventually um, go back in for more testing, and the second doctor um also gave me um, the bad news as well. So I had two medical um, diagnoses of terminal cancer and no chance of survival. I wasn't even offered chemo and radiation because my my cancer was so advanced. The advice that I was given after the diagnosis was simply to go home and get prepared for the worst. And that's a day that really nobody ever would see themselves in, especially when you're in your 20s, that's, that's just, you know, it's your, in your 20s, you're at the peak of your life, you think, and, and, and I had no indication of being sick up to that point, so it really was quite a shock, and it left me very devastated.
3: Did they tell you what the cancer was?
2: Yes, it was liver cancer.
3: Hmm. Now, let's move on. And let's ask you the question about your experience with doctors, and I used to be one, and healthcare systems. And the impressions that you've been left with, with that experience of that awful diagnosis and the things that followed. Carrie, what's been your experience?
2: Yeah, you know, obviously I can't speak for all physicians because obviously there are some fine physicians who do truly care about patients. But the experience that I had was, um, first of all, as I mentioned, you know, I was given no chance, no other options. Um, chemo and radiation, it was too late. And so, uh, you know, devastated, I just spent days depressed, especially with the second diagnosis. I felt the will to live inside me dying, and I, I couldn't leave my children. That was the thing that kept pushing me not to give up. And so I prayed for the wisdom to know how to navigate this. And then I realized um, by just, um, and this is of course, before the Internet, so I was just really pouring myself into trying to find answers. So I came across um, uh, the alternative um, options. And later when I spoke to my doctor about it, the part that surprised me and really disappointed me was the uh, the response, um, especially when I came back after um, having... Uh, spent eight months on a, a protocol um, and explaining to my doctor after she was shocked that I was still alive and explained to her what I had done, and she treated me um, as, with her own words, um, I don't want to know what you're doing, implying that it was, like, illegal or unethical. Um, and then, of course, you know, she was certain that it was um, irrelevant. Um, so she, you know, ran a new battery of tests. But it was when the second opportunity that we had to have that dialogue that I never dreamed would, would happen the way it did is what really kind of opened my eyes to something. And that was the fact that when she came in with my test results, she wouldn't make eye contact with me. And that's kind of an awkward feeling, you know, for a patient to be sitting there waiting um, for results and then, you know, have your doctor just staring at, their, at the file. But when I tried to make conversation with her and explain again to her what I had tried earlier to explain, she again stopped me and said she didn't want to hear it. And so um, eventually she, with great reluctance, looked at me and she said, I don't want to know what you've been doing, but she said, all I know is this, that what you're doing has worked because you are cancer-free. I saw what your original test looked like, and I'm here to tell you the liver doesn't do this by itself and I, I, that was a bomb. I mean, I wasn't expecting that at all. I, I was just trying to see if I was making any progress. I didn't realize I was in remission. And, uh, but, you know, the point that just really was so disarming to me was how she didn't want to know. And I would have thought as a healthcare care provider that that would have been the opposite response. That would have been, you know, please tell me what you've been doing. I want to know. I want to help other patients. Um, But it wasn't that. And so it really um, told me volumes about, especially at that point in time, um, what the medical community's closed-mindedness was doing, and it was creating these polars of of thinking that now, today, integrative medicine is bridging.
3: Now, I just want to ask you a little bit more about that very, very difficult period for you. On the first diagnosis... If I can put it this way, there's no hope. Second diagnosis is given to you very reluctantly that, in fact, you're cancer-free. How long, first of all, was uh, what length of time was there between those two diagnoses? Yeah, it was eight months. Eight months. Now, yeah. tell us a little bit more about your life during those eight months.
2: That's a great question. Um, my life and during those eight months was was nothing but change. Um, the alternative practitioner I went to, because she gave me the third diagnosis, actually, um, I didn't tell her about the medical diagnosis when I went to her, and she looked at me after she tested me, and she said, do you realize how sick you are? And I said, well, what do you mean? And she said, you've got liver cancer. And I said, yeah, I, I know. The doctor's already told me. And she said... Look, um, I'm going to be real honest with you. She said, because you're young, you have a chance of surviving, but your chance of surviving is going to be based on a few things. First of all, you're going to have to be 100% dedicated to everything I tell you to do. And I said, okay. And she said, the second thing is that you're going to have to be completely committed to making changes, and you're going to have to make a lot of changes because you've got a lot of things happening in your body, and um, the only way we're going to be able to reverse this is if you are, are committed. And I said, okay, I can do this. And, uh, you know, it was the first chance of hope I had, of course, so What well, you know, how could I not? And then she, you know, just warned me that I wasn't going to have health insurance for any of the things that she told me to do. And the protocol basically that she gave me was that I had to make massive changes to my diet I had to eliminate all forms of sugar, anything that turned to sugar, fructose, sucrose, dextrose, malt dextrose, malt dextrin, anything that turned to sugar, in sugar in any form, even in fruits and vegetables. Right. It mattered none. Sugar right, carry on, the, going,
3: Sorry about this. I'm just going to stop you now because oh, okay. we, we have to take the break. But we're going to come back okay. to everything you're talking about because it's vitally okay. important. So apologies, but as I often say, this is the time where we need to pay the rent. So this <laughs> is Dr. Gordon Ashley, no my guest. My guest is Carrie Gray. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio. Please stay with us. We're coming back.
1: Save on your prescriptions with the RX Savings Plus drug discount card offered by Voice America. It is not insurance and discounts are only available from participating pharmacies, but nine out of ten pharmacies participate nationwide. Start saving today. Print your free card online at voiceamerica.rxsavingsplus.com or text the word Talk Radio to 96362. Want to know what's going on behind the scenes with your favorite Voice America Talk Radio network host? How about what's new with our network? Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to DocG at org. Now, back to... Family Caregivers Unite.
3: Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Carrie Gray. Our topic is holistic health insurance. Now Carrie, I want us to talk about holistic health and alternative medicine and why you started your business. So first of all, what exactly are holistic health and alternative medicine and how do these two relate to each other? Carrie?
2: Well, holistic health and alternative medicine basically are just different acronyms for the very same kind of modality. Um, Basically, what that means is anything that is classified as non-standard, and that can be anything from herbs and, uh, you know, the gamut is very large, from herbs and colonics to (coughs) kinesiology, iridology, uh, muscle testing, Uh, Anyways, uh, emotional clearing, EFT, there's just a whole gamut of things that alternative or holistic medicine actually incorporates, Um, whereas uh, pharmaceutical drugs and surgical procedures are really what the standard for Western medicine is based on. Um, Holistic takes a different approach, treats the whole body, and uh, in that whole body treatment doesn't doesn't chase symptoms but addresses
3: causes. Right. Now, I'm going to go on by asking you something that you, a question that you've really answered already, but I want to give it to you again. I want to know from you how holistic health and alternative medicine are viewed by healthcare systems. And the political question, to what extent will or does Obamacare support Holistic health and alternative medicine, Carrie.
2: Well, I would say that it's been viewed as the redheaded stepchild for a very long time, and if you understand that expression, you just understand it to mean that it has had zero credibility. Um, and, and I would say that there probably are some legitimate reasons because maybe um, some of the things that have been touted are um, a little—they're not, not based on science. Um, they don't have any scientific facts, but. But basically, um, there's been a, a very significant shift um, in the medical community of recent years because um, healthcare professionals who truly care about patient care, who truly want the optimum of patient results, um, have have really reexamined the whole medical approach to. Um, the treatment of disease and illness and are looking at it as a, as a food, as a lifestyle, as a cleansing um, are modalities that basically mean that if we give the body what it needs, let's let the body heal itself and that is the regenerative beauty of what the immune system is all about. As far as Obamacare um, and what that um, is about, basically Obamacare is trying to force about 47 million people, they estimate, into the health insurance system. And, you know, when people have... Uh, they have a variety of reasons of not having health insurance. Maybe they can't afford it. Um, Obamacare is great. If you can't afford it, then you get free health care. That's a, that's a big improvement. Um, but there's a lot of people that their choice in um, treatment are not supported by the system that limits their rights to make choices. And what I mean by that is... Uh, For instance, in terminal disease, um, we're going back to the same treatments that have not worked clearly by about 60 years of statistics that bear that people um, die more from the causes or the treatments of cancer, for example, than they're dying from the cancer. In other words, um, two of the three people who are using standard healthcare are dying within five years from the treatment. So the point is um, that people who say, you know, that's not for me, um, then they have considered themselves to self-insure, which means that they're choosing to eat right. Okay, for example, they're trying to be more responsible with their eating choices and their lifestyle choices. And and so Obamacare says, no, you're going to get health insurance. And so that's really where we have a real pa- paradigm um, in all of this.
3: Right. Now, in the last segment, I interrupted you because in the at the point where you were describing in some detail the kind of treatments and principles of treatments that a holistic health and alternative medicine provide, please say more about those treatments um, because I think it's important that we, we we do describe them in some detail. So, Carrie, what sure. are those treatments?
2: Um, well, as I was mentioning, is that you know the simple thing. The simple point of cancer is that cancer is actually a breakdown of the immune system. Um, it's an an overload of the immune system. It's when the the immune system gets compromised. And the things that compromise the immune system are all the foods that turn to sugar uh, because sugar actually weakens the body. And sugar can come in its direct form or it can come in many indirect forms. And so when when you look at statistics of about 100 years ago, uh, the average person in the United States ate 4 pounds of sugar a year Um, And now that estimate is around 200 pounds a year. So you can really see how sugar has been hidden in the diet of so many people, totally making them unaware of the dangers that lurk by having a diet that's high in sugar. And I was one of those people. I didn't recognize, uh, you know, how uh, the way that I was raised was really setting me up for um, an early grave. So that was the part of the big adjustment that I had to make was I had to completely change everything about my diet. I had to change my cookware. I had to, um, in other words, get rid of anything that could toxify my liver because the liver is the filter of the body. And when the liver is cancer, it's because the body has been assaulted for a very long time by pollutants and toxins. And so um, that was another big change. Spent a lot of money on expensive cookware to improve what I was feeding myself as well as my family. Um, I had to do simple things like take out the underwire out of my bras because it was actually affecting the meridians, which are energy fields that go through the body. It interrupts, which was a shock to me. Um, Then I had to do a lot of cleanses um, because, again, since the liver is the filter, you have to cleanse. And so there were a lot of cleanses that I went on. And, um, and then there was something else that I had to understand, which is that there is a problem that a lot of people who don't understand health find themselves in, which is this perpetual cycle of symptom chasing. For instance, I had hypoglycemia. Um, and I had, you know, some other minor health problems, I I considered them to be. But what I didn't recognize is those actually, though there were many of them that were very unrelated, um, when I actually did the research and found out that they were all actually related and Candida was the cause of them, I was like the, you know, millions of other people who, when I had bronchitis, I got an antibiotic, when... You know, I was on birth control. I I did all these kinds of things that actually were causing this imbalance with yeast. And all of those things, you know, it's like if the body could handle one individually, it's when it's so many levels, and there's probably some I'm forgetting, but there were so many levels of pollution and toxins that my body was being inundated with. Oh, I I forgot to mention the other one, my business. I was handling chemicals all the time. So yeah. um, anyway, so with all of those things, everything had to change. There was nothing about my life that could stay the same. And um, and, and so those were all that, that's why she meant I, I had to be committed. And, and so, you know, it cost me a lot of money and uh, it was a lot of effort. And I had to completely change the way I viewed um, what I put in my mouth from that point on.
3: Carrie, talking of change, this big change in your life, why did you start your business, Green Insurance, and when did you start it, Carrie?
2: Well, thank you for asking that. Um, the answer is, <laughs> uh, it's really strange because I've been on a quest, but I didn't recognize what I had been doing. So back 20, almost 25 years ago now, when I was um, given a clean bill of health, I thought that you know the smart choice, since I had no health insurance for all the things that I had to change. Um, and I was still paying premiums um, that you know the answer would be just to change and get a different kind of policy. so if I ever faced this catastrophe again, I already knew that my treatment um, change my treatment modalities have changed, that I would never go to standard health care when I saw how effective this was and uh, so I thought well i 'll just look for this kind of insurance and that 's kind of how this all got started because for years, I looked for this kind of insurance, and everyone I spoke to said. Um, nope, doesn't exist, but, boy, if you ever find it, please let us know. We'd love to have it also. And, you know, so I searched and searched and searched. And then uh, in the last few years, I had the opportunity, um, was offered a chance to take a career in insurance, and I had been uh, self-employed for many years, and I thought, well, maybe it's time to, you know, hang up the entrepreneurial hat and, and go to work for somebody else. And so when I went into insurance, uh, lo and behold, all of the disconnected pieces of my life came together once I got the insurance background to understand how to create something that is the solution that I and many other people had longed for for all those decades
3: right and just one quick question when when did you actually set up this business that is
2: when... um, actually well we, we started a year ago we wrote a patent uh, that is now pending and that was filed last Last summer, I believe it was, in the spring or the summer. And then we actually launched the website uh, just in January.
3: So. Right. Okay. Very good. Now, uh, at this point, we're going to take the break um, because this is where we generate the uh, revenue we need which all businesses need. So this is Dr. Gordon Adley, and my guest is Carrie Gray. You're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and Empowerment channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio for Palm River. Please stay with us. We're coming back.
0: or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? the bottom line in business talk. Follow us on Twitter at Voice America TRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's Voice America TRN.
1: You are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to doc g at org. Now back to Family Caregivers Unite.
3: Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite, and Carrie Gray. Our topic is holistic health insurance. Now, Carrie, I want to you to discuss with us your recommendations for holistic health and alternative medicine and also the services your business offers. So let's talk first about, let let me ask you this question. When and why would you recommend a person or a family to turn to holistic health and alternative medicine? Carrie?
2: Well, the reason why is because second chances at life are something most people don't find when they use um, toxic treatments. And that's really the simple truth of the matter. And, you know, my concern is to help people be empowered to um, defy the odds. Um, you know, I was given that chance, and I'd like to be able to pay that forward and give other people that chance. And, you know, the thing is, is that um, medical science has its limits because it keeps relying on treatments and modalities that um, are, are pharmaceutical-based because that's where patent control and that's where profitability is based. But human lives have to mean more. And, and really that's what this is about is when are we going to stop trading lives like they're commodities and start giving people the chance to really heal themselves and to enjoy a beautiful life?
3: That's a very powerful statement. Now, Carrie, I'm going to ask you the opposite question, which is this: When and why would you recommend a person or a family content to continue with conventional medical care, even though they want holistic and health holistic health and alternative medicine? In other words, when would you recommend um, oh, would, them against?
2: Sure. Yeah, I would say you know there are instances when uh, it's necessary uh like for instance let's say if someone has heart valve damage and you know they have to have surgery and there's there's treatments that they just can't use alternative medicine for i mean that is definitely um and of course when it comes to emergency care you can't use alternative treatment for emergency trauma and those are the those are the things that medical science cannot even be touched because it's wonderful how it saves people's lives in those instances but it's this it's the treatment it's the it's the um profitability behind um, the treatment, not the cure, which is where really we're, we're having to differentiate not one from the other. It's not one or the other. It can be both, but you know we need to we need to learn how to figure out where one has its limits and the other one excels.
3: Carrie, I'm just following up now with your experience, cancer, cancer of the liver. Let me ask you about another set of illnesses, which are very troublesome to people who experience them and to the families and the family caregivers. And these are mental illnesses. Um, right. There are a lot of them. Does or do holistic health and alternative medicine have a role to play in mental illnesses, in, in mental ill that's health? A, yeah,
2: that's a great question. And the answer simply is this. Unless the, um, there's a diagnosis of terminal illness, the coverage, it does not cover psychiatric health. However, there are a lot of alternatives that a person can do without insurance to help themselves. And one of the books I recommend people read is by uh, Dr. Crook.
3: Carrie, I want to just go back to the question of mental illnesses um, and the role of holistic health and alternative medicine in these. That is to say, some of them are very serious, as you know, there are no cures. Um, Sometimes medications are helpful, sometimes they're not. But more and more, people are looking for care that goes beyond what physicians can actually provide. Where does holistic health and alternative medicine fit into that picture?
2: Well, I think it fits in a a very powerful way, and it's something that people need to really seriously look at, especially if they're the caregiver of a mentally ill person, because basically um, a lot of mental illness, while some may be hereditary and some can be caused by trauma, um, a lot of mental illness actually is caused by, um, by nutritional deficiencies. And so that's where holistic medicine can really play a large part in helping people at least have um, a quality of life. And what I mean by that is this, is that Dr. Crook wrote in his book, there was a study done of a sanitarium. And, of course, when a person's in a sanitarium, it would seem as if they are beyond all hope. But yet what they found was that by um, putting people on a yeast cleanse and by giving them um, supplements for their brain, They actually found that within um, a relatively short period of time, and it might have been 60 days, I, I really haven't read that for some time, so please don't quote me on that, but it was a relatively short period of time. Uh, those people in the sanitarium actually were released as being normal, and it was a powerful study. And the same thing happened with, uh, prisoners, um, you know, hardcore prisoners. They did the same kind of study. They changed their diet, and what they found was the personalities changed immensely of very unreformed type of, uh, criminal minds. And so really you can see that, that mental illness has been a contributing factor by dietary, um, uh, deficiencies because if you look at what's been going on in our soil condition for about the last 70 years, um, we really have very depleted soil. And so, because we have depleted soil, our food is, of course, reflective of the soil that it's growing in. And so, that's where the deficiencies come in.
3: Right. Very important point, that. Carrie, now I'm going to switch to your business, Green Insurance. What does your business actually offer? to a person or a family wanting holistic health and alternative medicine? What services do you offer?
2: Yeah, Carrie? well, that's, that's awesome. I'm, I appreciate you asking me. The, the answer simply is this. It's 100% alternative medicine health insurance that provides 100% coverage. And what that means is this, is that um, when a person has a terminal illness, Okay, right now you would buy, um, for instance, an in, in insurance, you would buy what would be called a catastrophic coverage policy, and that basically is there for things like cancer treatment. And as an example, I was just speaking with um, someone on Friday who um, his wife works at a very prestigious clinic as a nurse um, in an oncology clinic, and right now they are um, experimenting with, um, with a drug that's $20,000 an in injection, and they have to have the injection every week. So you can see why people have to have catastrophic coverage because catastrophic costs are associated with what medicine is doing to people when it comes to experimentation. So with that being said, um, basically there are a lot of people who maybe have cared for um, someone who has a terminal disease or they have um, watched someone they love um suffer immensely with a terminal disease, and they've just made a decision. And the decision is, if that ever happens to me, I never want to go that route. And that's really what green insurance is for. So it would be like an equivalent to a catastrophic policy. In fact, that is how the policy goes into effect is once a person has a catastrophic illness, then it now opens up choices that you've never had before because health insurance limits people to the following... You've got chemo, radiation, and surgery. Those are the only options under standard health care. And that is where green insurance picks up and changes what the options are for people and uh, by giving them 100% coverage for all the modalities that alternative treatment offers. And what's so amazing about that is the cost for alternative medicine is about a tenth usually, of what standard healthcare is. So therefore, the rates for alternative medicine are significantly less as well. So really, it's just a beautiful fit, and it gives people an option they've just never had before.
3: Let me ask you this. Does in medicine and nursing, they talk about end-of-life care. That is where it really is the end of the life, though nobody can say exactly when the life is going to end. Plainly, that is the pathway. And there are special palliative care clinics and places that people can go to live. Do, do your services fit under those headings as well? Does your insurance cover end-of-life care in the way that I've been trying to describe it? Carrie? Sure. Yeah, well,
2: that's a great question because the, really the answer is this, is that... Um, when it comes to, and I'll just give you an example of the Budwig Protocol for the Gersom Therapy. Okay, those are a couple of very well-known alternative treatment options. And the survival rate um, of those is about triple standard health care. So, triple I means standard health care is around 30%, 30, 35, and these modalities are around 92, 93%. Okay, which still means that some people don't survive. And so, of course, um, you know, basically, bottom line to this is that this is coverage that would take care of a person and whatever their choice is, because that's really what reinsurance insurance is about. It's about giving people choices. So whatever their choice is and whatever their needs are, that's what the coverage provides for them.
3: Now, one of the choices, just very quickly, that people want to make is to die at home rather than in a facility or an institution. Would you say that um, what Green Insurance offers, that is what holistic um, health and alternative medicine offer, actually would encourage and help people to do what they want to do, which is to live out their lives to the end at home? Kerry.
2: Yes, and, you know, that's an interesting point because uh, there's a, a, a doctor that has um, long passed, but anyways, his name is Dr. Wilner, and he's a Ph.D., and one of the things that Dr. Wilner has been uh, noted as observing is the fact that people in, in terminal disease have been stripped of their dignity, and they are left bald-headed, his quote is, they are left bald-headed and puking in the last days of their lives. And, you know, that's really no, that's no way for anyone to die. People need to have their dignity. Um, if they're going to lose their life to a disease, they need to at least have their dignity in place, and that 's really what green insurance does is it gives people the right to have, be dignified not only by making the choice if they choose to die at home or it would make it would give them the, the um, options of whatever modalities they're going to elect to try um, in order to you know offset that, that um, eventuality of you know they're at least going to get some options versus limiting choice
3: right very good now we're going to take the break now because it's the it's the time this is Dr. Gordon Athley, and my guest is Carrie Gray you're listening to Family Caregivers Unite on the Voice America Variety and and Empowerment Channels and CJMP 90.1 FM Community Radio please stay with us we will be back
0: For the adopters as well as the adoptees, there are many adjustments that need to be made from lifestyle to financial, and the personal rewards are unlimited. Listen every week for Your Adoption Coach with Kelly Ellison. We will examine in detail such topics as international and domestic adoption. We will talk with adoption professionals and hear stories about real families adopting. If you've been thinking about adoption or recently began the process, you'll want to tune in to be inspired every Saturday. at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific, on Voice America Variety.
1: are listening to Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley. If you have any questions or comments about our program, please address them by email to docg at org. Now, back to Family Caregivers Unite.
3: Welcome back to our listeners to Family Caregivers Unite and Carrie Gray. Our topic is holistic health insurance. Carrie, now I want Talk with you and have you say about more things that you would like to do and more things you would like to see done to help people wanting holistic health and alternative medicine. So let's start with you first. What more would you like to do to help people get more from holistic health and alternative medicine, Carrie? Um,
2: well, there's actually a, a couple of things, and one of them is this: is that you know we're trying to create, um, we're we're not reinventing the wheel, but yet we are because we're creating something that's so new that it's it's never been done before, and that is this catastrophic coverage that provides alternative treatment. But the other um, things that we're doing with this is to create a buying community, a membership club. And in that membership club, we're um, looking to bring on um, a lot of uh, different companies and providers who are interested in what a collective buying cooperative could provide in the way of um, low-entry costs to, to bring to the right kind of audience. Uh, people who are interested in their services and that would offer, um, a savings to people because why is being green more expensive? I mean, we understand that it could be in some instances, um, when it comes to, like, for instance, junk food versus whole food. But, you know, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of exploitation that's actually going on. So anyways, that's one of the things that the membership club that Green Insurance is formed is, um, as creating a buying community and that's actually how and who has the right to buy the coverage. So right now that, um, that buying community is in enrollment. Um, and it, for as little as a hundred dollars a year or ten dollars a month, a person can join us and, and put their money where their mouth is, right? Put their money where their choice is and let themselves, um, be part of this community by sharing it with everyone they know. Um, and then the other thing is this, is that we're actually also working with um, a network and we're we're building this network out and that network is to give people the ability to have some savings when it comes to the preventative side of alternative medicine because, you know, it, most people that believe that alternative medicine is their preferred uh, choice when it comes to healthcare are also doing the prevention side. Now, Obamacare is giving people what I call the feel-good. You know, you get a few chiropractic treatments and you get a few massage therapy treatments, and you might get, you know, a little bit of acupuncture. But that's really where it is, and um, and, and what a price people are paying for just that little bit. So uh, what green insurance is about is giving people um, uh, the ability to leverage, like a Costco or a Sam's Club, the ability to leverage because we're creating a buying collective so that we all get the benefit of what um, chemo-to-buying power is all about. And so right. that's really what green insurance is is launching as well.
3: Excellent. Now, what more would you like to see done by healthcare systems and services to help people get more help from holistic health and alternative medicine? Carrie?
2: (laughs) Well, that's a question. (laughs) Oh, my. Uh, Well, I would just say um, stop trading lives with people like they're chattel. Stop, Stop putting profits over people. I mean, that's really the simple message that I could say is, you know, at the bottom, at the end of the day and at the end of your life, you know, if all that you were about was about the money, then really you had no life at all and you made no contribution in the lives of others. And and while, you know, you might have nice cars and a beautiful home and you get to take all the great trips and all that, but you still have to live with yourself at the end of the day. And, you know, that's really something that um, a lot of people that have a conscience just say, that's unconscionable for me. I, I can't live my life like that because there's really no life whatsoever. And so, um, you know, just paying it forward, that's, that's what we would like to see uh, the medical community start doing and have a different approach instead of it being a profit-driven enterprise that's actually becoming like a blood-sucking parasite and it's bankrupting uh, more people in the United States than any other reason. And, uh, you know, those things have to change.
3: Right. Now, you did mention earlier that you thought that what used to be my profession, that is the doctors, are... Somewhat more open minded about holistic um, health, about alternative medicine and things like that. Just say a little bit more about that. First of all, am I right in interpreting what you said?
2: That yes, you I are interpreting? Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
3: So is there hope there that uh, there may be a better relationship
2: between healthcare Absolutely. systems? Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, as I mentioned earlier, you know, we cannot blanket all medical providers and all medical professionals into pigeonholes um, that's unfair to everyone no one no one needs to be prejudiced against so I'm speaking to individual providers individual um, caregivers and and in that you know individual conversation, which is um, you know if you can think past what you've been indoctrinated with Understanding, in other words, if you were able to travel back in time about a hundred years ago, what you would have understood was there were very wealthy financiers named J. P. Morgan. I think you've probably heard of J. P. Morgan Chase, uh, anyways, the, the bank. And then you've got um, Rockefeller, the Rockefeller Enterprise, and you've got the Carnegies, and you've got other people, the Rothschilds. You've got some very wealthy. Wealthy people, wealthier than even today's billionaires, because they were billionaires a hundred years ago when the average person was making just, you know, a few hundred dollars a year. And these billionaires created a healthcare system that was a profit-driven system, and they, they backed allopathic medicine, and they basically blackballed uh, because they gained control of a lot of different sources. They gained control of the government, they gained control of the, the, of the financial system, um, anyways, they gained a lot of control and a lot of power. And so because of that, if you go back in history, you'll just understand that there has just been a real manipulation. And if right. you're tired of being manipulated and if you want to see something change, <laughs> think for yourself, do the research, and just don't be part of it.
3: Right. Now, final question, because we're running out of time, unfortunately. What's your message for family caregivers who want to know more about holistic health and alternative medicine? Carrie?
2: Well, I would say the simple answer is to please go to our website. Um, it's very um, comprehensive. It has a lot of questions that it answers, um, a lot of different bits of information that it provides. And the website is mygreensurance.com. And so they can uh, obviously send us an email if there's any questions they have. They can call us if there's things they still want to know. But you know, the bottom line is that when when family caregivers are so busy taking care of other people, they forget to take care of themselves. And that's the one thing that is really important for caregivers to to know, which is that don't wait till it's too late. Be proactive and and look for. There's an old expression that says an ounce and, uh, a stitch in time saves nine. You know, um, so we really yes. have to think about ourselves in that caregiving um, and not lose ourselves when it comes to um, the stress, because really caregiving is a very stressful situation, and as I've been a caregiver, I understand that and uh, and that stress actually is a catalyst that sets us up for early disease
3: right unfortunately, we've come to the end of this. Important, interesting, and may I say fascinating episode. So first of all, Kerry, thank you for sharing with us all your thoughts, your experience, your insights, and your advice. That's important. But also, I wish you every success in this business you've created, which you nicely call voice for choice. Because choice is important in the kind of circumstances you're talking about. Um, It is giving people alternatives. And to have people like you who've traveled the road because you have of serious care, um, needing being alarmed by an awful diagnosis, then to be able to turn to something and say it worked for me is a powerful message. And I'm very happy to hear you say that slowly but surely my profession is starting to be more open-minded about what you and people like you are doing. So all the best to you. And I want to say thank you to our listeners. We'd like to hear your comments on this episode. And from our listeners, I'd like to hear about uh, ideas for topics or if you're interested in being a guest on the show. Now, our next episode will be recognizing heroes of family caregiving. Please join us. Same time, same spot on the Internet. Talk to you then.
1: Thank you again for joining us this week for Family Caregivers Unite with your host, Dr. Gordon Atherley.